the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the show, Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, thanks for tuning in on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button, hit that like button. I've got a newborn. I've got to pay for diapers and formula and all those things. Hook us up. You know you love tuning into the show each and every day. We do it on a daily basis. Follow us on Twitter at B-O-B-R-A-C-K to follow me, Bo Brock. Follow my co-host, Alex Clancy. He's verified at Clancy's Corner. Huge podcast on tap, and it's brought to you by, and this gets us excited, Lockdown Fantasy Football. Winning your league starts with the right data. Vinny Iyer of Sporting Nudes provides you with the edge you need in the fantasy football leagues. Locked On Fantasy Football is a daily podcast all year round, so your fantasy team never fails. Subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Football podcast. I'm I mean, so excited, Bo. I know. For, I'm sorry. For fantasy football, are you kidding me? Like, we're so close. Like, drafts, crazy people's drafts will be starting in like two weeks. When they yeah. want to do it, they want to be a lot of trades. Like, I know a lot of people that have already drafted, not a lot. I've known some people that have already drafted. It's like there's risk in there. Like, it's part of it. It's, it's, it just adds to the intrigue of, well, obviously, you want to be as close to week one as possible so you guys don't get injured. But I understand the other side now where it's like you play fantasy football for 15 years. It's like, let's add a little uh, excitement to it. Let's draft a month and a half early. I mean, do do all the mock drafts you want at this point. No doubt about it. But good Lord, that's serial killer status to draft. In, I know. In I know. It's, it's not even July. I mean, the calendar flips to July tomorrow, and that's still unacceptable. My draft is set. Like, you know me. I've, I've cut it down to one league, which is just an unbelievable just effort on my part to do that. Because it was like... When you work in sports radio like you and I have, Alex, it's like, oh, would you like to join my league? You just get floated league after league after league. You're in six. At least you were last year. I've cut it down to one that I just I appreciate. We're doing a Vegas draft this year. Listeners know I just had a newborn. My wife is giving me the green light to go to Vegas. The draft is August 21st. But it's like one of those things is like, oh, yeah, honey, go enjoy. Go. Yeah, you could do it. I can handle things on my own. But I feel a little guilty. Do I just take the, do I just go? I mean, I wonder if this is like, so you're married, you're not in a relationship and not married yet. So, I mean, it's forever. So this isn't a test, (laughs) you know? So, I mean, I know that you're not going to be a flight risk because I mean, look at yourself in the mirror. I don't think that there's any sort of, um, you know, competition, but Bo, you go, Yes, you go. Yeah. You're right. 100% you go. Now, and I did six. I had to spreadsheet it last year. My no God. joke. On uh, Google. I mean, I knew a pandemic. Like, I had time last year. It was a weird year. But I will definitely not be doing any more than three ever again. Go. I guarantee you're in at least five. My over-under on you <laughs> is four and a half. You guys want to take the over or the under? Let us know in the comments. Hit us up on Twitter. At Lockdown AZ Cards. Getting into the podcast today. So pro football focus, and they've kind of been a thorn in our side all all offseason long because the Arizona Cardinals make exciting signings, deals. They uh, they have a decent NFL draft, a good NFL draft, and then uh, pro football focus comes out with their rankings, and they just 
They just take it down. They just take the wind out of our sails, and they just release their NFC West positional grades. And when you look at it as far as just if it's a point system, it's not good for the Arizona Cardinals. If you peel back the onion a little bit and you look a little bit deeper, which we're going to do, I think the Arizona Cardinals are in a very good spot. Also, Christian Kirk, your fourth-year wide receiver, he spoke to Good Morning Football. He's saying all the right things, what Christian Kirk said and what our expectations are for the free agent to be in the 2022 offseason. So let's get into this positional grades from Pro Football Focus. When you hear that Pro Football Focus PFF, Alex, released a positional uh, ranking for the division, before even opening up the article, are you ex- are are you does it hold any weight to you or are you taking it with a little grain of salt now after this offseason? I hold every ranking that I see with weight because it because they're all it's other people's viewpoints of the team that we cover. Yeah. So the grain of salt thing, I understand what you're saying. I mean, it's it's more of like an oh great, let's look at these as opposed to oh I'm excited. Let's see what happens here. Uh, and the way you the way you described it before we unveiled them was perfect. I mean, it's like, yeah, okay, you could take this one of two ways if you're an optimist, if you're a, pe- a pessimist, but if you really pull, peel it back and you look, it's it tells a different story. I'm excited to see this now more than ever because the team's set. We don't know what's going to happen with Larry Fitzgerald, but this is who we're, who the Cardinals are rolling with coming week one pretty much. Yeah, so the- now this is really when the rankings really come into play, and it's not so much list season anymore. These are rankings. This is what Pro Football Focus has made their bread on. And regardless of the other analytical outlets at this point, I mean, they still, they're still they still the king until they're dethroned. Yeah, no doubt about it. So these Pro Football Focus rankings were compiled by Walter Mitchell of Revenge of the Birds. You can find it there, revengeofthebirds.com. Looking at the offensive side of the football, the Arizona Cardinals, they checked in with two number one ranked players in the NFC West. And then on the defensive side of the football, the Arizona Cardinals, let's see, that's one, that's two, three, four, four on the defensive side of the football. So two and four. So Arizona Cardinals on the defensive side. It's it's interesting if we were to talk, if you were to check in with us at this point last offseason, uh, we were probably talking about this offense being its bread and butter. But now when you look at it, if they've got four number one ranked players on the defensive side of the football, that seems to be kind of where their strength's going to be going into the 2021 season. But let's let's get into these rankings. And it's locked on Cardinals here, Bo and Alex. And uh, look at the offensive side of the football first in the quarterback position. I think a lot of people can kind of figure out. Uh, and it's interesting because it, it goes against where a lot of the, uh, the quarterback rankings have been league-wide. Because in the NFC West, according to Pro Football Focus, in but not according to their quarterback rankings where they had Kyler Murray, what, 17th, Alex? Uh, they have him number two. That's ahead of Matthew Stafford. They had Matthew Stafford ranked ahead of him in the quarterback rankings, but in this list, I don't know. Are they, just throwing, <laughs> are they throwing darts on random days? I don't know. I, obviously, it's Russell Wilson, one. Then it's Kyler Murray, two. Then it's Matthew Stafford, three. And then, of course, Jimmy Garoppolo. He's uh, the caboose here as far as the quarterback rankings in the NFC West. Any problem with this? No, and this is how the players were graded in 2020. So, no, I don't have a problem with this. I mean, it's just when you look at – 
Kyler Murray is such he's a unique dude. It's hard to it's hard to put him in a box. You know, he's he couldn't be more different than the other two quarterbacks in the NFC West, not named Russell Wilson. You know, Matthew Stafford and Jimmy Garoppolo are pretty much statues. Relative if they're a little fleet of foot, comparatively speaking to the other guys in the division with Russell Wilson and, and Kyler Murray, they're completely different. So no, no. It's better than him being third. It is, and better. he's only second by point eight at this point. No doubt 82, about it. Point eight to eighty-two, and it, and, it's, and he's not. He's they didn't throw him third because of just rampant speculation of how you know a couple buddies that went to Mexico together and they became coach and quarterback uh, are going to perform together and Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford. That's good. That's kind of uh, that's that's nice to see, but and also when you look at the statistics and as you said, it's based off of twenty twenty then absolutely it's got to be Kyler Murray. He has the edge. He just had a better season than Matthew Stafford. But, uh, you know, looking at the rest of this, and, and we're going we're gonna to deep dive this here in just a few moments, but the Arizona Cardinals, so Kyler Murray's two. They have a pair of players that are number one at their respective positions. And then the rest, the Arizona Cardinals, and I feel like this is more because of an unknown, the rest of their position players and where they rank it's not good. It's not. It doesn't look good. But when you look a little bit closer, uh, I, I, you can probably take comfort that the Arizona Cardinals—they're only ranked there because you know there, there's not much to rank off of, or, or there's there's too small of a sample size for a lot of these players. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? We'll get into it. Uh, it's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, Bo and Alex. So the Western Conference Finals continue tonight. The Phoenix Suns, they are one-point favorites on the road against the LA Clippers. Can they close out this series in Game 6? You want action on it? Bet Online is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season in full swing, you can track it all. Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting news. It needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, UFC, and MMA. Before the next pitch, tip basketball, dropped hockey puck, head over to Bet Online on your laptop, your mobile device, and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. No longer do you need to sit on the sidelines. Get in on the action. Head to the website, betonline.ag. Use your mobile device. Sign up today. You'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code Locked on. Yeah, definitely check out Brendan Clean over at Locked on Phoenix Suns. He's getting you prepped as the uh, Phoenix Suns try to punch that ticket to the NBA Finals. Uh, that's a must-listen-to podcast if you are an Arizona sports fan. I saw Kyler Murray. He was talking on a podcast with a WNBA star. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to brutalize her name. You know it, right, Alex? Wait, what's, what's her name? Chini? Yeah, Chini Gumbawale. Yeah, she has a podcast. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I, that was all. She does. She she does great work over at ESPN, I believe. Yeah, as a, as an NBA analyst, and um, Kyler Murray joined her and was just uh, kind of echoing the excitement for the Phoenix Suns, and and says that the Arizona Cardinals want to parlay that into their own success, and that there's just uh you know what JJ Watt said with his relationship with Chris Paul during his introductory press conferences. There's a lot of excitement here in the Valley, and they want to ramp things up a little bit. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing, of course. Let's continue the pro football focus positional grades for the NFC West. Kyler Murray second in the division at the quarterback position. I think everybody kind of agrees with that. There is a big hype train for Matthew Stafford, but uh, he's been uh, irrelevant for the last couple seasons. 
in Detroit. This is where things get dicey for the Cardinals, Alex. Starting at the running back position, they're going to they're gonna be last in these rankings because the tandem, and here they're going to use Chase Edmonds as running back one, RB1. He's last in the division. Now, as far as who's ahead of him, Raheem Mostert, he's at number one. Chris Carson is at two. And Cam Akers, who emerged at the end of last season, is at three. I, I don't see anything wrong here with pro football focus in the rankings just based off the data that they have. Yeah, and I mean, this is also one per team. Chase Edmonds would be the top four running backs in the division if they did top four running backs in the division. Right. I mean, I'm assuming you can put Daryl Henderson there behind Cam Akers for what Daryl Henderson did last year before Cam Akers, uh, you know, blew up. I mean, Malcolm Brown at times looked like a top four running back last year. You know what Seattle does with their running backs, regardless if it's Chris Carson or Carlos Hyde, who's no longer there. It's just, I mean, it's the movie Rockstar. I haven't, I haven't alluded to that recently where it's just who, it doesn't matter who's wearing the Jersey, the running backs perform in Seattle. So yeah, I mean, Chase Edmonds, sure. We'll see if James Conner supplants him as the fourth best running back in the NFL. We'll see what happens. Obviously this was predicated upon last year's rankings and James Conner was hurt for a lot of last season. Yeah, this is right. Moving on. I mean, there's really nothing to talk about other than that. This is one that's going to shock you, the tight end position. The Arizona Cardinals have the second-rated tight end in the division. Uh, As far as a blocking tight end, Max Williams, probably the best. He's behind one of the best tight ends in the league in George Kittle. He's one. Max Williams is two. Tyler Higby is three. And then uh, Will Disley is four. Uh, I I mean, I, I am shocked that the Cardinals, they're getting the nod at number two. You'll take that especially as a kind of a blocking tight end because I don't think there is a better blocking tight end in the division. You'll take that as a win as far as the position rankings go. The Arizona Cardinals have two number one ranked players at their respective position. Here's your first, DeAndre Hopkins, the best wide receiver in the NFC West. DK Metcalf at number two, Cooper Cup at number three, and then Brandon Ayuk. I guess he's wide receiver one in San Francisco. Uh, he is number four. They're all pretty talented. They all graded out very highly, but you'll take that DeAndre Hopkins. We know that he's, yeah, he's the best wide receiver in the division. Yeah, and and these aren't, just remember, these are not all wide receivers. This is wide receiver, the wide receiver one position. Right. As Bowl gets a wide receiver two momentarily. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins is the best receiver in the NFL, in my opinion. Yeah. He's the best receiver in the NFL, in my opinion. Right. So obviously he'd be top of these rankings. Wide receiver two, as you mentioned, and it goes three deep here. Debo Samuel's number one or number one on this list, which is shocking because he, there's no way he's better than Tyler Lockett. I don't care what your data says. <laughs> yeah. There's not. There's not. There's no way. Uh, oh yes. Tell me, Bo. Tell me why not, you hate San Francisco so and much. And Debo Samuel's not better than Robert Woods either. So right. This is where it's kind of skewed. And then AJ Green is fourth. We know that he was injured in 2019 and 2020. He was dealing with a uh, rookie quarterback and then kind of just uh, the quarterback position was in flux after Burrow went down. You know, I, fine. That's fine. A- AJ Green. I mean, and I still think Robert Woods is a wide receiver one. I think he's the wide receiver one yeah, with the Rams. Too. I agree. Like, I, I don't really, I don't get like Cooper Cup is fantastic, but Robert Woods may be the most undervalued receiver in the NFL. Right. Like seriously, he might be. And with, with Matthew Stafford, a little bit more stability. Who knows? Like, his ceiling is higher than Cooper Cup's. Cooper Cup's floor may be higher than Robert Woods. And when we get to wide receiver three here, uh, the Arizona Cardinals, they, they make the case. I think Christian Kirk is probably 
the best wide receiver three in here, and this is him sliding down a slot from last year because he did have the expectations to be wide receiver two last year, and uh, you, you'd say probably wasn't a success. He didn't have a horrible season, but he wasn't consistent enough to be that wide receiver two. He's behind Van Jefferson uh, of the Rams, who was a rookie last year out of Florida, a good route runner. Uh, but I think Christian Kirk, I'd give him the edge in this one. Probably, uh, I think they missed there. Mohamed um, Sanu, who signed with the Niners this offseason, he's three. And you've got Swain from Seattle. He's number four. That's your wide receiver three. So number one, the number four wide receiver two, and then the number two wide receiver three. That's your wide receiver group. Um, and then this is where it kind of gets interesting, the offensive line. You've got Trent Williams at one at the tackle position than DJ Humphreys, right? So that makes sense. We know that DJ Humphreys is legit, disrespected as far as the overall rankings. He was 26th. That's where you're like, okay, pro football focus. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I don't know how your rankings, how you're seeing things, how he has the grade that you give him second in the division, but as far as 26 overall. But the Cardinals, this is where they fall short. Left guard, Justin Pugh. Ranked the fourth guard, right left guard in the in the division. You've got uh, uh, you've got Murray fourth, right at, at the right guard position, and then you've got Calvin Beecham fourth at the right tackle position. So you're coming in last in three of your five offensive line positions. DJ Humphreys and then Rodney Hudson, of course, is number one at the center spot. So they just crushes their total point total. Like if you're if you're just you know tallying up points, the Arizona Cardinals, because of these last place finishes at those those position groups, they're not going to have a high grade, but we know Calvin Beecham was a good bookend for the Arizona Cardinals offensive line. And we know that, you know, as far as uh, Murray's concerned and Pugh's concerned, they are serviceable. So I don't have any problem with this. And sure, their, their numbers, their, their point total might be just drastically hit here, but I my eyes tell me something different. Yeah, I mean, you look at so Trent Williams is less than three percentage points ahead of DJ Humphreys as the as the top le- left tackle in um, the NFC West. You mentioned the rankings from Pro Football Focus. This was from, pardon me, the end of May, where DJ Humphreys ranked twenty sixth. Trent Williams was ranked the second best left tackle. <laughs> so something something doesn't translate here. Um, listen, I think you and I disagree a little bit regarding Justin Pugh. Um, the 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 drop off is is pretty pretty substantial 14 uh, 14 percentage points from first to fourth um and then the same with the right guard if you asked most people who Justin Murray is they wouldn't know sure so i think that probably has something to do with it and you're right that you nailed it obviously with Kelvin Beachum anybody that's watched Cardinals football from week 1 of last year you know that he at times performed better than DJ Humphreys. Yeah. He was the surprise of the offseason, the Steve Kime special that actually worked to kind of erase the Andre Smith debacle and I guess Justin Pugh in some capacity. Like I think that Justin Pugh and Justin Murray's job will be substantially easier with Ronnie Hudson hiking the ball instead of Mason Cole. So they're going to be able to focus on one guy instead of potentially a guy and a nose tackle depending on the defensive scheme from the opposing teams. So I think those numbers will both go up. But I mean, yeah, the only the only one that really bothered me was DJ Humphreys, but besides that, it's fine. Why don't you do? But it's it's DJ Humphreys is just like Kyler Murray at the quarterback position to where their overall rankings they just they spit in his face, and then in the divisional rankings, hey, we come back down to earth, and it's like, oh, he's the second best tackle in the division. He's the second best quarterback in the division. It's like, okay, well then, 
why did they rank where they did in your overall rankings? It doesn't make sense. It's because you're trying to, uh, you're not paying enough attention to these guys. You're just slotting them uh, because, and they become kind of forgotten men. The defense, they actually had more number one entries and ranks than the offense. The offense, as far as the total points were concerned, uh, and, and this is how it goes you get four points for number one, three for number two, two for number three, and one for number four. They came in dead last because of all those last place offensive line finishes. They had 25, but they're only seven behind San Francisco at 32. And you're going to tell me that San Francisco has the best offense in the division? Well, <laughs> you're going to tell I me that? This. No. Unbelievable. But, I mean, here's the thing is like, just like the NBA playoffs going on right now, injuries are part of the game. Some people are more injury prone than others. So you can't project that a defense is going to be good when you can't expect guys to be on the field for 16 weeks or 17 weeks this season. So no, well, I, we're on the same page. It's just, <laughs> I don't know. They, they do get the, the edge as far as the, their offensive line did them a big, big uh, service and, and, and boosted their rankings, but still like, you, you can't tell me that. And, and as far as the running back position, you even pointed out like Raheem Mostert, like he's good when he's healthy, uh, but he's not the yeah. best back in the in the division. And I, and I would actually be as far as the running, yeah, the running backs, I would be higher on a guy like Cam Akers than those veterans with a little bit more mileage on their tires. Let's get to the defense. We'll we'll bring that up next. It's locked on Cardinals. It's Bo. It's Alex. Stay tuned. Thanks for uh, tuning in to our YouTube channel. Please subscribe, like this video. We got to tell you, of course, about the best tasting protein bar on the planet. It's basically a protein bar disguised as a candy bar. It's delicious as far as the flavor, and you don't cut any corners as far as nutrition. Built Bar. And right now, all summer long, you can get strawberry and orange, those amazing limited-time flavors, plus your nine delicious flavors you can always rely upon. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. There's something for everyone. And with these flavor profiles and, of course, this, these nutritional profiles where you've got 17 grams of protein in most flavors, only 130 grams of uh, sugar. I'm sorry, four grams of sugar, 130 <laughs> calories. That'd be a hell of a lot of sugar. It only yes, it would be. Only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs. Right now, go get yourself a mix box. Figure out which flavor you like the best. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your first order using the promo code LOCK15. All right, let's wrap up these uh, position rankings here and looking at the defensive side of the football, the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, the defensive tackle, no shock to anybody. Jordan Phillips checks in fourth in the division. Um, the Niners' Kerr is number one. You've got Ford from Seattle at two, and Joseph Day from the Rams at number three. Um, and then you look at the other defensive tackle position, no shocker. The best player in football, you know, Aaron Donald is number one. Arizona Cardinals' Josh Allen is third. He's ahead of Javon Kinlaw, the number one overall pick from San Francisco from a couple, well, just a season ago. So uh, they weren't too high on Kinlaw in his first season out of South Carolina. Uh, defensive end, J.J. Watts, number one. He uh, graded out higher than Nick Bosa, who played for a cup of coffee last year, but continues to get all the run for the San Francisco 49ers. Carlos Dunlap, three. Uh, defensive end, you've got a couple. Um, you've got Eric Armstead, number one for the Niners. You've got Leonard Floyd, who got a just secured the bag this offseason. Huge payday for him. And Chandler Jones checks in fourth 
I, yeah, I mean, I guess if you're going off a sample size of five games before the biceps tear, sure. For, yeah, and if, so you're going off, what, a game and a half for Nick yeah. Bose and he gets ranked higher? Yeah. There's got to be some sort of qualifier there. But, I mean, I, I feel like it just reminds you that on the defensive side of the ball, I know you were talking about offense before with, with the 49ers, and I might have misspoke, but the defensive side of the ball, their defensive line is stout when it's healthy. And it's just a, just a reminder with these numbers that obviously Nick Bosa only missed a couple games and the whole thing. But, like, man, at least, you know, they're not the defensive line of the Broncos. I mean, I guess you could say that um, <laughs> with Cody Rourke watching in. Um, the you Cardinals are going to be in a better spot on the defensive line, and that's all you can really ask for after an offseason. Sure. Right? Yeah, no Especially with the cornerback room not looking so great, and we'll get to those ratings in a second. Like The defensive line and the linebackers are, are going to have to be the anchors of this defense with Buda Baker over the top and you know doing whatever he does. There's a big boost at the front seven, and when you look at these ratings and rankings from last year, it's not going to tell you the story for 2021. And like We have a guy on the, the list here for the Arizona Cardinals and Devon Kennard, who I forgot was even on the roster. Like. He's number two as far as one of their linebacker, their outside linebacker rankings. He's like, okay, I don't even know if he's going to get any playing time this season. Yeah. Uh, inside linebacker, Isaiah Simmons third. Dennis Gardeck shows up, and you know he was a part-time <laughs> player. He was fantastic. I mean, it was quality over quantity. He graded out very highly. Seven and a half sacks and, what, under 100 rush, uh, pass, rush attempts. Fantastic. The cornerback, Jason Verrett, ranks higher than Jalen Ramsey. Um, Malcolm Butler's third. You've got Jalen Thompson as the number one strong safety in the division. Buda Baker's the number one free safety in the division. But hey, <laughs> he's only the 16th <laughs> best in the league. Whatever. Yeah. And then you've got the uh, second cornerback position. Uh, that's you know Byron Murphy's third in the division. Uh, defensive total is 29. The Arizona Cardinals just two points off the total lead uh, in the division. So like. Here's where I'm not concerned about these rankings or these ratings is that those where they really fell short and they got those dead last placed uh, rankings. The Arizona Cardinals, you know that they have serviceable players at those positions. And then at premium positions, the Arizona Cardinals rank very high. Second best quarterback, number one wide receiver, the best center in the division. They've got J.J. Watt, one of the best pass rushers in the division. A guy that ranked dead last in Chandler Jones. You know what he's capable of. I am not concerned about these rankings. So when you peel back the onion, even though you're seeing them and it projects as another fourth-place finish, I'm cool with it because if things play out, they're going to be in a good spot. All right, Bo. As things change, a lot of times they stay the same. The Cardinals are still top-heavy. That's that's everything that you're that they're still top heavy, and some of these rankings you can't use. Like Dennis Gardeck was an 89 because you're right. I mean he had his numbers were bonkers when he was on the field. If he can do that, he'll be the best pass rusher we've ever seen uh, from the linebacker position uh, for a full season and, and a full set of snaps. Um, the top heavy nature of this roster is still pretty apparent, um, and how they finished last year, we have to remember it's it's a it's a very clear and stark reminder that they're not there yet. So sure, we can we can poke fun at Pro Football Focus for their stupid rankings for DJ Humphreys and Kyler Murray in some respects, depending on rankings from one to thirty-two when you're doing individual players. But they're probably the fourth best team in the division still. Who isn't? Or they're top tied heavy. for third. Who isn't top heavy? 
I mean, we'll uh, they some team, some uh, entity just came out with the rankings of most complete teams. There are complete teams out there, mm-hmm. you know. Like the offensive line has never been more deep than it is right now, at least over the last five or seven years. Okay, the wide receiver room is top heavy, Bo. Like even with AJ Green coming in, if he can, if he can eclipse a thousand yards receiving, he'll probably be a pro bowl, a pro bowler. Like it, it'll be insane. I think he'll get close but it's still a pretty top-heavy um, wide receiver room because best receiver in the game. And with the safe, take the safeties away, pass rushers, J.J. Watt, I guess, and Chandler Jones, but the linebackers, there aren't any good pass rushers from the linebacker position. I mean, Marcus Golden was fine last year, and the cornerback room is subpar. So the roster overall is top-heavy. Yeah, but if you look at Seattle, if you look at San Francisco, and San Francisco showed that last year that when they lose, I mean, they were ravaged by COVID, they were ravaged by injury, right? But if you look at their their defense, they lose Nick Bosa, and they'll probably parlay that into another you know double digit loss season, and, and somehow Kyle Shanahan will avoid the hot seat or whatever. But you know. If they lose Nick Bosa, who's been hurt two of the last three seasons, including his final year at Ohio State, or if they lose Jason Verrett on the outside, that defense becomes very pedestrian, if not below average. If Seattle loses Jamal Adams, who's had you know a pretty, Can you uh, hear me? Yeah, there we go. What the hell happened? Oh yeah, it's it's from my my uh, little uh, pod track P four my podcast thing. I hit. I guess there's a funk music button. That was funk, and uh, that's what happened. So there's your there's your musical relief. It's better than listening to Bow Talk. Oh, so you're I welcome. mean, I was only on a tangent there, but <laughs> I mean, if all I'm saying is each and every one of these teams is top heavy, and if t- if you take out any of their big time players, they become very pedestrian, and that could be set around, especially in a salary cap league where a lot of guaranteed dollars go to you know only a few players on each and every team. And if you lose them, if you don't draft well, you're going to be in that spot. That's just reality of the league. And I think that's there's no difference in the NFC West. I don't think there's that big of a difference between the Arizona Cardinals and the rest of the, the other three teams in, in their division. I, yeah. Just I mean, turn I the guess. music back I mean, on. It's, be, it's a better rebuttal than when you talk. Stop it. I mean, you, but I, listen, I, I don't back up. And excuse the audio right now. I don't back up the 49ers or anybody, Seattle, for that regard. And you could say that about any team. If their best players get hurt, then they're they're not going to be good. You know? Like, it's like there, there are teams that have more B-level and B-minus-level talent than the Cardinals do in role positions. Sure. Like, Malcolm Butler should be a CB2 or 3 on a different team. Like, if you were on a different team, he most likely would be. Not a guy that you're expecting to be cornerback one going into week one. You know, just some guys that aren't there in their career still or yet are thrown into positions to be successors to guys that have moved on and be that be that starter. The Cardinals have some of those guys that shouldn't necessarily be there yet or still, was my point. We've got a big throwdown Thursday tomorrow. Make sure that you're subscribing to our YouTube channel, of course, on Apple Podcasts. Follow along on Spotify. Follow us on Twitter at LockdownAZCards, at BobRack, B-O-B-R-A-C-K, and at Clancy's Corner to follow Alex. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. Big thanks to Cody Rourke and Locked On Broncos tuning in as well. And thanks for the funky music, Alex. Guys, we'll talk to you tomorrow. It's Locked On Cardinals.